Over the weekend, King Charles III was coronated. That's right, everybody's favorite adulterer, the homewrecker himself, took the throne and put his mistress, Camilla, as the queen. Russia is evacuating around a nuclear site near the Ukraine as they get ready to ramp up efforts in Kyiv. And Joe Biden's very proud of his son, Hunter Biden. We're going to hear about that today. So sit back, grab yourself a cup of coffee or whatever it is that you're into. You're listening to America Emboldened with Greg Bolden on the America Out Loud Network. America Emboldened. Greg, I feel emboldened. You don't know the founding fathers. You don't know what they did. You don't know what they sacrificed. We have lost touch with the principles in the Constitution. Nobody's read the Declaration of Independence. You are voting for socialism, and you got what you voted for. Welcome, bold Americans, to America Emboldened with Greg Bolden. That's me here on the America Out Loud Network. As always, make sure you go to AmericaOutloud.com. Check out all the work from my colleagues here on the network, all the articles that they're putting out, as well as the talk radio. You can get that on your favorite Android or iPhone device, App Store, America Out Loud Talk Radio, streaming 24-7, as well as you can find my complete library and everybody else's right on the website. Let's get straight into it today because we have a lot of ground to cover at the beginning of this week. I don't know why there is still a king and a queen, why people still go through with this. In fact, many people took to the streets protesting over the weekend as King Charles III was crowned with all the medieval type of looks and What's the words I'm looking for? Uh, He was really crowned with all the uh, regal looks as well as the occult symbolism and traditions and everything else you would expect from people that are obsessed with numerology and people that are obsessed with the meaning of numbers. Now, why do I believe that this is the case? Well, let's listen to some symbolism just that got underway this weekend. First, we got to go back to Queen Elizabeth's funeral, which was on September 19th. Six months after September 19th, we get the March 19th. Six weeks after that, we get the April 30th. And six days after that, we get the May 6th, which means we have six months, six weeks, and six days after Queen Elizabeth's funeral. So 666. Now, I'm not saying that this has to be something biblical, but I've learned as I've been doing this show in the messages that people send me, the people that I've come in contact with, that numerology is extremely important to especially the powerful. When I was talking recently with uh, somebody, they were like, well, let's check out the numerology of your idea. I was going, what do you mean the numerology? And it's like, well, it's very powerful if everything be traced back this way. And I was like, okay, sounds a little bit out there. And then everybody else starts telling me, no, Greg, you're wrong. This is very important to people from Donald Trump to the royal family and everybody in between uh, that the big people that are into things, they all follow this. And so King Charles III, I really struggle to call him King Charles III, uh, I don't believe it was an accident that we have 666. This is something that's very important to them uh, in order to have this type of numerology involved in the date. So that's the first part of all this. 
The next part of all this that I want to cover is, all right, Charles, do you remember Princess Diana? I remember being 1997 in college when she died. The paparazzi uh, ended up chasing her down because she was leaving Charles. Why was she leaving Charles? Because King Charles, quite literally, and his mistress were homewreckers. He was sleeping with Camilla, and he was unfaithful to Princess Diana. He was a real piece of, you know what, dookie. And I don't know how, all of a sudden, the people in England could look longingly and celebrate Charles III becoming king and making his wife the queen. Now, the good news is, when he dies... (laughs) she does not stay queen. It will pass on to the children. But even that family, I mean, they are a royal mess. Uh, Westminster Abbey was where everything was held. All right, that that has a lot of pomp and circumstance. They have lots of traditions there. I believe that there have been uh, numerous, uh, every coronation since I think it was 1066 has been held. Um by the Archbishops of Canterbury and Westminster Abbey. All right, so when I was looking through, I was like, there's a long, long running of all of this. A beautiful building, beautiful building. Now, they describe him becoming the king as a solemn religious service. That's the way it was described. So a solemn religious service marked with 666. Now, I know some people are like, Greg, take off the conspiracy theory hat today. I can't. I can't because once you see something of this magnitude and the way this is being run out, or you pay attention to Donald Trump and the way that he loves to use dates and times and numerology to do everything, you can't unsee it. Then it just makes sense to you. So here's this man who cheats on his wife that now wants to have a most pompous religious ceremony in order to celebrate his coronation. I call that BS. Now, there were five stages to the coronation. They called it recognition, the coronation oath, the anointing, pay attention to that word, the investiture, which included the crowning, and then the homage, where people bowed to the king. The recognition, they presented uh, King Charles III to the people. And they proclaimed King Charles the undoubted king and asked for everybody in attendance to support him. Now, this had not been done since 1953 when people were shouting, God save Queen Elizabeth. Instead, it turns to God save the king in a few moments after that. They moved over to the coronation oath in which King Charles placed his hand on a holy Bible and says, the things which I have here before promised I will perform and keep. So help me God. I guess kind of like his marriage. He performed and kept that marriage extremely well until he had an heir and a spare. Uh, (laughs) Then they got to the anointing uh, and they said that that is the most important part because they take and make a cross with holy oil, the holy chrism on the royal forehead and elsewhere on the body to show the monarch has been chosen by God. I'm guessing that's likely on the wrist. Because normally you would do that um, on the wrist on a handshake uh, in the Catholic tradition. Uh, So I'd be very curious to go back through the footage and see exactly where that was. I didn't watch. I just read the script to find out what was going on. I refuse to watch this stuff. I I don't believe in the royal family. (laughs) And uh, apparently the sacred moment would be barred from cameras 
on what they do with the anointing. So I'm very curious if they showed it this time because normally it's not something that they want people to be able to see. They then do what's called the investiture, which they put on ceremonial clothing, uh, which is called a super tunica and columbium syndinus, which is a long coat made of gold silk cloth. Um, after that, they will present with a coronation ring, the scepter, and they do a cross and rod with a dove. The crowning is the moment where uh, everything takes place. They place the crown on top of the head of the king and then of the queen, and they adorn their head to say they've been anointed with an earthly halo. I'm sorry. Can we go back to that Boston Celtics coach a few years ago that was like, what was it like meeting the royal family? And he goes... Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, and people start laughing. They're like, no, like the, the royal, he's like, I'm sorry, but that's the only royal family I know. I mean, the pomp and circumstance of these a-holes that think that by wearing a crown, that somehow now they have their earthly halo and that they are closer to God than anybody else. Why are you accepting this, England, and all the other countries that King Charles III is now uh, the head of state for? Let's go through the list. The head of state in Canada, United Kingdom, the two biggest, while Australia as well, New Zealand, Papua New Guinea, Jamaica, Bahamas, Grenada, St. Kitts and Navis, St. Lucia, Antigua and Barbuda, St. Vincent and the Grenadine Islands, Solomon Islands, Tuvalu and Belize. That's right. All of those areas now, King Charles III is the head of state. Not just that, but King Charles III has some very dangerous ideals of things that he was working on in order to make sure that you paid into your carbon credit. That people knew that if you were abusing the resources of Mother Earth and leading to global warming, that they could cut back on what you're allowed to purchase. So this guy is influential in many ways. He's talked to some of the people that um, are setting policies. Uh, he's met with the WEF. He's met with all the individuals that would uh, really be making the policies for the future. But here's the thing that's really concerning about King Charles III and the fact that the, the whole royal family charade is being allowed to continue. The monarch cannot be arrested or be the subject of a civil or criminal proceeding. This means that now he is exempt from the law, and so is the queen. He has immunity and cannot be prosecuted. This is not something new. This applied to Queen Elizabeth II, and it's something you can read about on the royal family's official website. Um, <laughs> now, Queen Elizabeth said that she made sure that all of her activities in personal uh, capacity were carried out in strict accordance with the law. That does not mean that Charles III, the adulterer, needs to do the same. I don't nearly trust him the way I would trust his mother either. They also are allowed to break the law in other ways. If they're traveling with their entourage, they can go wherever they want to go. They can speed as fast as they want to speed, go as slow as they want to go. I was reading up about this. The Insider put together a, uh, a nice little article. So I wanted to verify what can they and what they cannot do. They don't need to use passports anymore. The passports are not required for the royal family. They don't need to have driver's licenses. Uh, they don't have to use their legal last names anymore either. Once you become a royal, uh, you still have your last name, but you no longer need to use it. And uh, 
if you are a grandparent and you want custody of your descendants, you can just simply take it. There's no longer any uh, rights of uh, Prince William and his children. If Charles wants custody of his children, they're his. It's a 300-year-old rule at this point in time. Now, the insider pointed out people probably wouldn't, he'd never take that from them, but they could if he wanted to. And that makes it really interesting about Harry moving to California. You know, are they able to get his children back at this point in time? Which, by the way, Harry didn't even stay for the thing. Some of you might be like, why are you spending so much time on all of this? Because you are your own king. You are your own queen. I had on my show a while back, Michael Bednarik, who said, it's good to be king. And when our founding fathers, as people call them, the framers of the Constitution, were writing things, it was because we were tired of the king. We were tired of somebody who was above the law. We were tired of somebody who could do whatever they wanted to do, and we would pay back to this individual in order to say what we can and cannot do. In this country, you got to go get a driver's license. I don't believe driving should be a privilege, not at this point, but yet driving is a privilege. And because we're not kings and queens like we should be, we got to go get a driver's license. We have laws about how we identify ourselves. We can't illegally identify ourselves. Well, the royals don't have to identify themselves. If you go over the speed limit, right? They give you a ticket. The Brits can go, uh, not the Brits, the royal family can go whatever fast they want to go. They truly have freedom. At what point on this earth did somebody say, you're going to pay for all the resources of the earth, but this family here, <laughs> they don't need to do that. But you, yeah, you're part of the serfdom. You're not part of the kingdom family. So therefore you have to pay your good dues, young servant. That's everything wrong with where we are with the monarch at this point of society. They are largely symbolic. They don't have nearly the power uh, that you, you and I would think that they would have back in the day. But yet they have enough power that you'll never know anything about them now. They're exempt from the Freedom of Information Act. They're exempt from breaking any type of laws. They're exempt from ever having to go to the jury duty and do the meaningful tasks that were called good citizens. So what keeps the royal family good citizens? Well, if you listen to people all around the world reacting to the new royal family, there were chants. People saying down with the monarchy, people being upset with the fact that this was continuing. And I enjoyed watching it because it shows that the tide is turning much like we see people in Paris right now in France uh, rising up against Macron. We're also seeing the people of England saying enough is enough. You know, you wipe your rear end the same way that I do. You're not that special. We're all human beings here. And maybe that's the shift that we need to all make, but don't get confused. This Royal family, they love symbolism. They love the dates and they love thinking that they're closer to God and to religion and spirituality or whatever it may be that they're worshiping than you and I. And I think that is pretty much uh, all you need to know about the Royals and King Charles III. Now, in the second half of today's show, we got to talk about Donald Trump this week 
on Wednesday, 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 he's going to appear on a town hall on CNN. Now, this is maybe a sign that the apocalypse is upon us because I didn't think that Donald Trump would ever appear on CNN again, but he's going to do it. And so I'm going to talk about that. I'm also going to talk about what's going on in Russia and why not the show and get us ready for the rest of the week of shows coming right up. Make sure you go to AmericaOutloud.com. Visit all of our sponsors. They help keep the lights on here, help support them, purchase their product, and that helps keep my show coming to you because they help pay the network. They keep the lights on, and that's a very important thing uh, because I appreciate being heard. I'll be right back, everybody. You're listening to America Emboldened with Greg Bolden on the America Out Loud Network. It was Henry Wadsworth Longfellow that said, lives of great men all remind us we can make our lives sublime and departing, leave behind us footprints on the sands of time. America Out Loud Talk Radio, the liberty and justice for all. Whether you're an independent, a Democrat, or a Republican, one thing remains true. Airborne viruses love us equally. You've all heard Malcolm and the great Dr. Peter McCullough talk about the advanced nasal solution, Cofix Rx. Cofix is made in the USA and recommended by thousands of doctors and pharmacists nationwide. Spray goodbye to colds and flus with a Cofix Rx nasal solution cleanse. That's cofixrx.com. Save 20% by using promo code OUTLOUD at cofixrx.com. World-class care from doctors you can trust, all from the comfort of your home. That is One Wellness. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company launched the One Wellness membership to provide free monthly supplements and unlimited telemedicine access with doctors that share your values. Be a part of a revolutionary new healthcare system that puts your health and well-being above the interests of Big Pharma's bottom line. It's the way healthcare should be. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness. Welcome back, Bold Americans. Second half of the show. Let's get straight into it. We're talking Donald Trump. He's coming back to CNN. You know, the same CNN that made it sound like they would never allow the former president to have the airwaves ever again. This is a big test for CNN right now. Uh, the new head, Chris Light, he took over last year. And since then, they've been trying to recenter their coverage. They're, they're trying to not be so left-leaning, trying to provide balance in their stories. And I have to say, I'm shocked the fact that they're going to make this move amid Donald Trump uh, being arraigned in court and looking at trial sometime in February. I am absolutely stunned to hear that he's going to go on CNN because there's part of me that thinks that this is a trap for Donald Trump. The man cannot help but speak about things. He, he can't help but keep his mouth shut. He doesn't know when to keep his mouth shut on things. So if a judge has ordered a gag order about what he can and cannot say, I expect CNN to firmly go after him 
and try to get him to make uh, speculations or claims that violate what he's looking at in New York. Uh, in the words of Star Wars, it's a trap. <laughs> That's exactly what I think it is. Now, in all that, I'm, I want to see this. I want to see this because I want to hear about the claims about how the 2020 election was stolen. I want CNN to ask for concrete evidence. I want CNN to see if he backs off those claims or is he going to offer anything of substance? I want him to address uh, how the Capitol January 6th was handled by the Democrats and with trial. I want him to address how the Proud Boys have said that they were doing the work of Donald Trump. Uh, these are all questions I expect CNN during this town hall to ask him if there's disinformation, misinformation, malinformation. I want to hear about it because I believe that Donald Trump will lay it straight out for people in true Trumpism. He's not going to back away. I mean, during his, his testimony about uh, whether or not he ever said, grab them by the, you know what? He doubled down on that. And he's like, yeah. And they're like, do you think that you're a celebrity? And that's the reason why women would allow you to do that. He goes, well, yeah, I, I am a celebrity. He's like, yeah, I guess you could say that. And yeah, he's like for better or for worse. Like maybe it's a good thing that celebrities can do that. Maybe it's not, but he didn't back away from that claim. He went straight in when they, when they asked that you can watch that video. I'm not even going to bother posting it. Um, at this point in time, CNN's claiming that Trump is the Republican front runner. And they said that it's their job, despite the fact that there's unique circumstances with how his term ended, to still bring him on, ask tough questions, follow up, and hold him accountable to give voters the information they need to sort through their choices. This is going to be absolutely must-see television. It's also a bit of a, a ratings grab by CNN because they're entire network has not been doing well whatsoever. And you know, by having Trump on, they're going to have ratings. Uh, the man is a ratings <laughs> a behemoth when he goes on to these cable news networks. And he's really been kind of uh, barred from having this type of opportunity over the past year and a half. This is going to be his first appearance that I can think of outside of the uh, interview that's heavily edited. This will be a town hall live. We'll see if it goes uh, well or not. Now it will be hosted by Caitlin Collins. That is uh, the host of CNN's new morning show. And certainly I believe that they're going to want to uh, hear uh, her voice in order to help boost her morning show and get more people over to her. Um, and CNN feels that at this point, the government's divided and uh, people are divided and they need to hear voices on both and all voices should be heard on CNN. Can you imagine MSNBC doing a town hall with Donald Trump? I don't think so. I I'd actually don't even think I'd see Donald Trump doing a town hall on Fox news. And that's not because Fox news wouldn't want him. I don't believe that Donald Trump would say yes to Fox news at this point in time. I, I don't think that that's happening. Uh, another news kind of going with the Trump thing. I know I didn't tease this part, but if you're looking at uh, some of the polling that's coming out for Joe Biden, 
the Washington Post and ABC News basically is telling us that according to poll numbers, Americans doubt that Joe Biden has mental acuity and they believe that he will not uh, be able to win against many Republican challengers. They think that he's slipped in support because of uh, lack of confidence that people have in Biden and his age and his mental state. So I think that that's going to be something that Donald Trump is going to try to get into the town hall as well and really start to limit people's thoughts about uh, or take off the limit of Biden's uh, mental acuity. Now, Joe Biden was also on one-to-one over the weekend, and he said that his son, Hunter, has done nothing wrong. Uh, He said he does nothing wrong. I trust him. I have faith in him and impacts my presidency by making me feel proud of him. When they asked, how does it impact your presidency? He says, it impacts my presidency by making me feel proud of him. (sighs) Joe, (laughs) Joe, Joe. Are you aware that you're saying that you're proud? Well, I I guess I really shouldn't be too shocked. He's proud of a man who, after his brother died from brain cancer, started batting his brother's wife and had an affair with her, Haley. Did you not know that, ladies and gentlemen? Did you not know that? uh, (laughs) That's a true story, by the way. Hunter Biden, after Bo Biden, the president's son, died started dating and have an affair with Haley Biden, Bo Biden's former wife. What type of wonderful human being does that to a family? Not just that, but we also know from the New York Post and the laptop and everything else that Hunter Biden also insisted that Haley get screened for HIV after they had their affair. But, you know, that's the crowning achievement of Joe Biden's presidency is being proud of Hunter. We can continue. Uh, He also has fathered an out-of-wedlock child with a former stripper, London Roberts. You know, it seems to me that the only time that former strippers or porn stars or anything matter is if you're a Republican. If you're a Democrat, you get a, a free pass. And no one ever acknowledges that he has this child, including the president. Well, maybe he just doesn't remember because just last week he was talking to a bunch of children. They were asking him where he had been, and he forgot that he was in Ireland just like three days late earlier. And when a child eventually brought it up, he goes, oh, yeah, yeah, Ireland. <laughs> oh, how did I forget that? And he forgot that because it's really disturbing uh, that <laughs> his mental acuity is just not there. I think that this man, Hunter, and the Biden family are absolutely sick. I think they're sick when you get down to the fact that, you know, the affairs, the the excuses of drugs, whatever they're putting their family through, it just, how can you be proud? How are you proud of that? I mean, I have children, and I would say that if my children start screwing up, in that way, I would hold them accountable in thoughts. I'd love my children no matter what. A parent's love is completely unconditional. But I wouldn't say that that's like my my proud achievement of my presidency unless I am 
just absolutely crazy. And I have no common sense and no reference anymore for what I would think. I guarantee you, Donald Trump goes up against Joe Biden. Donald Trump's going to win the election. There's no amount of ballot harvesting stuff in the ballot box from either side that can be done to switch that any other way. I just think that that's where this whole thing's going. And I think that that's a lose-lose situation for this country. Ideally, if you've listened to my show, you already know, I would like to see Biden not run. I'd like to see Trump not run. But I don't see where there's a path forward. Now, I was out to dinner over the weekend with some friends, and there was a gentleman that was listening into our conversation, which I, you know, I, I respect. If there's like-minded people sitting alongside you, we're in a pretty close thing. But he brought up, he's like, hey, are you aware of what's going on in this country? And I listened to what he had to say, and he talked about the Fourth Reich. And I immediately was like, okay, I'm not sure I'm going to go all that well. So I wanted him to explain what did he believe was the Fourth Reich outside of Nazi Germany? All right, the the <laughs> the successor to Adolf Hitler's Third Reich, and he compared it to the alphabet agencies, the CIA, and everything else. And look, if there's people out there that are going to mix Nazi Germany um, n- lingo with what the CIA does, I. I, I'm going to be honest with y'all. I'm not on that train. So if you're listening to my show and you're like, oh yeah, the CIA, I, I do believe the CIA is a very powerful alphabet agency, but that's not where I would go with that thing. Now, the reason I bring this up is Robert Kennedy Jr. is running for president against Joe Biden on the Democrat ticket. Now, the Democrats have already said, we're not going to run a fair primary. We're not going to have any debates. Biden's going to be our candidate which they still have to have the vote because they have to do that part, but they're already spitting this to make sure that Robert Kennedy Jr. cannot be able to speak about this. And at a speech recently, uh, he said there's overwhelming evidence that the CIA was involved in his murder, meaning JFK's. I think it's beyond a reasonable doubt at this point. The evidence is overwhelming that the CIA was involved in the murder and in the cover-up. So at this point, we have Robert Kennedy, who's really just coming straight out, going at the CIA. Um, And I think that he's going to be an interesting candidate should people be allowed to hear his voice. Uh, People should hear that he wants to just speak truth. And he said that he would love to shatter the intelligence agencies into a thousand pieces at this point in time. And so uh, Robert Kennedy Jr., I want to hear your voice more, and I hope that you have it. Now, for many people, they're like, oh, Robert Kennedy Jr., he became like this big uh, vaccine uh, hesitancy, vaccine skeptic or conspiracy theorist. And he wrote a book called The Real Anthony Fauci. This book is a masterful book. It's like a Bible, so to speak, with uh, references and citations. I want all my listeners to ask yourself a question about Robert Kennedy Jr. and Anthony Fauci. If that book is all conspiracy and all lies, how come Robert Kennedy Jr. hasn't been sued by Anthony Fauci? If there was no truth to those claims, certainly Anthony Fauci would be able to sue him. But because it is so well-researched, so well-put-together, Robert Kennedy Jr., he was telling nothing but truth, which is a reason why you should read that book if you have not. 
It is a heady book. It's very difficult to get through. I'm not going to lie to you guys. Matter of fact, there's a, a movie that came out that doesn't do nearly as good of a job as the book, but it does help summarize. It's the cliff notes of the book. And so I'd recommend that. I think that that would be something uh, pretty interesting for you. And then there is this last part of a story, which I teased at the beginning. It's about Russia and nuclear war or nuclear fears with a nuclear plant over there. If you haven't heard this, Russia is evacuating civilians near a Ukraine nuclear plant. That's right. Uh, Russia is evacuating civilians near a Ukrainian nuclear plant. Now, this is part of that eastern coast down by Crimea. I don't even know if I could say it. It's like Zaborizhia Station is the one that has been... Uh, basically uh, starting to be closed down. It's currently not producing electricity, but there's plenty of uranium there. And I'm concerned right now because just last week, we saw Russia claim that the Kremlin was under attack, that this drone came in and tried to assassinate the president. I don't think that I addressed this clearly enough on my show last week about this. First, Moscow, in relationship to the Ukraine, is over 500 miles away. The drone that's on the video looks like a DJI-type brand drone, a civilian drone with an improvised explosive device. This was not a military drone. Now, I am a pilot for drones, as I, I was telling you guys on the last show, but what I wasn't clear enough about is, do you know how far away I can fly my drone before the signal back to my controller would start to die out, on good conditions, without mountains, without trees, I might be able to get it about three and a half to five miles. That's it, three and a half to five miles. So you're gonna tell me that there were people in the Ukraine that were able to fly 500 miles with a drone that could be purchased over any website and make it happen. I don't believe it at all, which is why I said it was a false flag. Now, why does this matter with what's going on with Russia evacuating civilians? Well, we're hearing reports that there's going to be uh, stepped up explosions in Kiev. Just, I believe it was two nights ago, they started raining down uh, sulfur onto one of the cities in massive ways, which they said could be a war crime because there were lots of civilians that had this raining down on them, setting everything on fire. Now, Russia is also storing ammunition and explosives inside this power plant. They have prepared positions on top of the power plants in order to fight because they know that the Ukraine is not going to fight back into that area. And again, this is part of that eastern part of uh, Ukraine that Russia is trying to say is their territory. Here's my concern. My concern at this point in time is Russia is going to attack Kiev and then Russia will blow up this power plant and state that it was the Ukraine in order to say, look at what Ukraine has done to their people now. This was even in their territory. And Russia will come in like the white knight and say, well, we're looking out for all of you. That's my concern. I think that it is a tactical gain, uh, just like I thought that Trump going on the CNN is a tactical gain by CNN. It's a trap. And so I'm paying attention to the fact all these people are being uh, 
taken out of that area at this point in time. I'm going to continue the follow-up on that as the week continues to progress forward, because that could be a very dangerous story. So the main takeaways of today's show, if you're paying attention and recapping, uh, King Charles III was ordained, I'm going to say, and coronated as the second coming of Christ, so to speak, when he had that crown put on because of symbolism. These people really believe that they are the closest to God on this planet. They are sick individuals. And he was coronated six months, six weeks, and six days after the queen's death, his mother's death. And I do not believe that that was an accidental date selection based upon that and the full moon and plenty of other things that we could go into. We also know that Trump is going to be on CNN coming up on Wednesday. Cannot wait for that. I'm going to try to get uh, my good friend Chris Michaels on a show here sometime this week in order to talk about this. Maybe I'll do his show and get him next week. We'll figure all that out. Biden's polling really bad. And he's also saying that Hunter Biden is like his crowning achievement. Hunter Biden that, you know, has lots of allegations against him that I'm not going to go into because I don't feel like getting sued if I'm wrong on some of these things. But the one that I did share is his affair with Haley, which is a fact. And we have Russia that might be escalating us towards a nuclear war in this world. And that's a very bad thing. That's all I have for you. I hope that I've honored your time well. If you'd like to support my show, I could always use your support. A couple different things. Uh, you know, I, I know that people listen to the show. I, I know that people are are tuning in, that you're there. But I'm not hearing from a lot of the people that are there. I hear from a decent amount. But I would love to hear from more of you about what would you like to hear. Or just uh, if you go to my Give, Send, Go, uh, you don't have to give any money. Just click a little on there to say, hey, I support you. Bam. That way I see it and I know kind of what type of community we're building here uh, as we as we move forward. If you'd like to give to the show, it does help support me. I don't get paid to do this. It's all from donations from people like you that are listening. And for that, I am forever grateful and very appreciative. Looking to grow this thing, but it's difficult to grow it without any type of financial support to, to move it forward. But I, I'm going to continue to do these type of shows, but I'd like to bring you video content and bring you some things that are a little bit more regular as well. So feel free to go americaemboldened.com and you can find ways to support the show right there. I'll be back tomorrow with another episode for you. I'll be looking at all the stories of the day and recapping it all one more time. You've been listening to America Emboldened with Greg Bolden on the America Out Loud Network. Be bold, America. Mm-hmm.